I just look at your face. A dedicated record booth and just memorize everything else. I'm two Zelda weapons hilariously fused together. <laughs> and this is Nymphobites, the rougher podcast that talks about uh, some various form of hentai culture or kink or whatnot. But remember, eat up. <laughs> um, speaking of eating up, the the edging uh, for Connor here has been real. I can finally divulge yes. that <laughs> yes. I have tried Mediterranean food. <laughs> So the backstory for anybody who is just tuning in right now is I've been trying to recommend Mediterranean food to Milk. And despite their abject and vocal um, object, objecting, uh, objecting to the concept, they have finally been relieved. And I've tasted the fruits of uh, Mediterranean cuisine. And yes. the world is on the edge of their seats. What uh, what did you think? What did you have? What did you get? Let us okay. all know. <laughs> so first off, it turns out I've had Mediterranean food, but like not <laughs> as a meal, you know. Okay. Uh, but we got Greek fries, uh, oh. baklava. Oh. We got a triple sampler of like mm. uh, garlic original and pesto flavored pestos. Pesto flavored pestos. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> got some pita bread to like dip mm -hmm. in the, the pestos. You mean you mean hummus, right? Hummus, yeah. right? I was like pesto filled pestos. I'm like that. Can't I be was right. wondering. See, I'm looking at the receipt <laughs> from way back when. And I'm like, okay, weird to just say pesto. Yeah. Mm. So, so the hummuses. I think out of all of them, the garlic hummus was the best. Even though I'm yeah. a huge pesto fan, it wasn't like very pesto-y. Mm -mm. Um. And then my roommate got falafel wrap and I got a like meat plate. So Euro it was like nice, nice. Yeah. Some some like spicy meat and cilantro. Ooh, I got ooh. no cabbage, no lettuce because I don't like leafy greens. <laughs> OK, yeah. Um, But yeah. And then like I, I just make little sandwiches with like the rice, which was super buttery. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And then like the meat. And so the various different types of hummuses. And then we chow down on baklava, which um, my room's parents give us like Christmas baklava every year. Mm. But mm. Um, this was more fresh. So it was, it was, it was good. Yeah, um, yeah. Baklava just wildly differs in quality around everywhere you've gone. I've, I've been I've been to places where like it's been bad. It's been good. You know, I've never... And it always puts me in a weird mood whenever I want to try baklava. I have to feel like I have to trust the place first before I order any. Yeah. So for any of you who haven't tried this, you should. Uh, baklava is like a bunch of flaky pastries covered in like kind of a hard sugar is how I'd describe it. Yeah. And uh, I think one of the main ingredients is pistachios and such. Yeah. Which I am allergic to, but not severely. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hey, look, I'm so sorry. I just keep giving you stuff that makes you ill. <laughs> Levin's trying to kill me. Trying yeah. to take over an infomercial for himself. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, all, all right. right. 
Well, uh, we finally got to the, the Mediterranean thing. I went to see Connor in person and wouldn't tell him about my experience. Had to save it here, but it, it was amazing. I, I met Milk in person and they still was like a vault on the experience they had at Mediterranean food. Like tried every tactic I could to extract the information. I hooked them up to a machine to let me enter their dreams. And it was just like a void you know, yeah. Mental training on the same level as Batman. You know, <laughs> like could not impenetrate. I'm them. just so mentally prepared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like absolute Fort Knox of secrets. You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sure everyone listening is already over the Mediterranean stuff, <laughs> uh, and they're edging for today's topic yeah, <laughs> i up. like like i'm trying to sneak to it even yeah. though they're looking at a thumbnail and title that says edging bites <laughs> yeah no we, we keep up the performance here on infomercial we're tight <laughs> truly truly okay so uh first off i'm going to switch up the format we're mm. going to introduce a little bit of edging and then go to the feels thing uh you know that way it's not just all fluff right up the front yeah so. thematic yeah. Edging. What's the definition? Um, according to Oxford, it is something forming an edge or a border. It's giving something an edge, kind of like when you make a sword. Mm. Um, don't think that's what we're here for. Well, you know, blacksmithing is pretty sexy, but unfortunately, we'll have to shelf that for another time. Yeah. So uh, according to Wikipedia, there's the article edging, parentheses, sexual practice. <laughs> Uh, Sounds like a click, the- clickbait video. <laughs> Edging parentheses gone sexual. <laughs> so they list it as edging, peaking, or surfing. Uh, surfing? Surfing's a new one. Yes. Whoa, gnarly. <laughs> Radical, am I right? Uh, is a sexual technique whereby an orgasm is controlled. <laughs> it is practiced alone or with a partner and involves the maintenance of a high level of sexual arousal and an extended period without reaching climax. Mm. So, yeah, in layman's terms, it's don't come yet. You know? Exactly. Um and so let's go ahead and quickly move over to the accessibility side of things. It is a pretty accessible tag, kink fetish. Um, although it is a little muddled in, in definition because most sites want to label it as orgasm denial. Right. Yeah, which I yeah. would say is different um, semantically. Yeah, yeah. So I think... It's kind of like um, how some fetishes will definitely share a sister interest with each other. And I feel that, like, you know, orgasm denial and edging are always going to be bedfellows in terms of, like, you know, content and such like that. You know, it's like, you know, like, you know, if you're into breast expansion, you'd also like, well, you know, inflation is going to be in there sometimes and. You know, hourglass, you know, hourglass, you know, and some sites just only go to inflation tags when you look up breast expansion. So exactly. You know, so like, some- you know to say that, like, yeah, they are definitely maybe like different things. And I think that you can have a, you know, a story with edging and a story with orgasm design. And they don't have to be necessarily the same thing, you know, and I think there's probably like a clear enough distinction between like when you're in one territory versus the other. 
So, yeah, I could see that. So, you know, uh, if you're not finding the edging content you want, just look up Orgasm Denial and you'll see some exact, some blurred of what you want. I think what it is, it's it's the different spice level of edging, you know? (laughs) See, I think it's more like edging is kind of focused on one person, whether it's them doing it themselves uh, or with a partner versus orgasm denial is more about someone else controlling the edge, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, well, yeah, yeah. I guess that's a good point of of making it. Edging would definitely be like uh, either a partner is sort of delaying you the sort of gratification or a situation itself is doing that. Where I feel like orgasm denial is... Uh, very much the same thing, but there is a, uh, I don't want to use too strong words, but there's maybe like a bit of a, a devious intent to it. You know, there's like, you know. Mischievous at most, you know, kind of bratty maybe, if something. Maybe yeah. we're going into dominatrix sort of territory and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's where orgasm denial feels like it's elevated in that sort of respect. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's tons of other, like you said, sister kinks, one being a chastity belt, but I think that for sure will get its own episode at some point. So we're not going to dive into it here. Okay, cool. Yeah. Fair enough. We'll keep that uh, for another time. We'll edge you on that one. Usually we go into history. Um, I didn't even bother looking up the history of edging <laughs> erotic imagery, hentai, stuff like that, just because you know, when something is so common, it just doesn't get tagged. It doesn't get archived history of how it started. It's, you know, there's no real historian of it. And I don't have the time to become the historian. So to replace history, I thought, hey, maybe this would be fun. Let's go into the etymology of edge. Um, and it, it comes from a few different places, but you can mostly tie it back to um, like old Germanic language and referring to simply like edges, you know, like it kind of meant what it meant all the time. Although I am seeing that um, uh, edge play was one of the first like terms used. Mm. Um, it, it was one word, ekajiplega. Uh, okay. <laughs> I butchered that, but that was edge play. Um, not what we're implying with edging that meant like, you know, with swords blades to battle you know right okay yeah so clashing swords would be edge play but i think it's kind of funny that they just were like yeah edge play that's a normal sentence we can say yeah yeah definitely hold on my cat is being weird it seems like the more english word of edge came about like 1950s which seems Really late, so maybe my history is wrong. Go ahead and tell us on Twitter or whatever. We're at an infomercial everywhere. Yeah, spam us in the comment. Tell us how <laughs> wrong we are. In fact, sometimes we get things wrong on purpose just for that engagement. So, <laughs> yeah, social engineering, as they call yeah. it. Yeah, Milk can actually pronounce every word they've mispronounced perfectly, but you know. Yeah, we got to play dirty, you know, <laughs> all my spelling errors is just to get uh, engagement on social media because <laughs> that, that's how it is. You know, you get something wrong in the Internet will get you a faster response than just asking about it. <laughs> Truly. Uh, so moving on to kind of the, the last part of just information about edging mm. uh, is the accessibility of where to find it. We touched a little bit, but I'll give you numbers. So on rule 34, the term edging has just had it. 
Oh. So the editors come in and make it look magical like we just remembered Yeah, yeah. It. On a bite. So I'm just supposed to be <laughs> At least it's like quick editing. Yeah, um, they, can, they can wait, you know. I, I truly... Oh, that's right. It's in alphabetical order. So it's babies. Has 2,091 posts. Whereas if you go over to orgasm underscore denial, that's how the site works, you have a total of 4,258 posts. A lot of them are cross posts, but again, orgasm denial is going to get you a bit more. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, okay. Um, as far as real life goes, it's very easy to do this. You can just do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, when you go about to come... Just don't. Yeah, just stop. <laughs> just walk away from the screen. It's not real. <laughs> yeah, just uh, stop for a while, you know? Read a cold book. So actually, now that you just mentioned this, this has uh, brought up a recent thing I've just discovered that is totally unprompted and totally not in the script of this episode. I'm going completely live here. Uh-oh. But there is this recent thing. I don't know if you heard about it. This might be... A bit too in the weeds for people who are like maybe like serious masturbators and such, but there's this thing competitive called competitive masturbators. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So we're in the like the top echelons of tier one master masturbators here, you know. But there is this uh, thing. Um, I don't know how to introduce this. I'm just going to brute force it, but it's called Fap Hero. Have you heard of this, by the way, Mel? No, I have not. So Fap Hero. It is a thing that I believe is just on the rise. There is a couple of uh, video editors who are uh, keeping this sort of like concept alive, and it's a very interesting one. So Fap Hero, I don't know if it's like a genre or one person coined it, but the way to describe it would be to make your masturbation session a rhythm game. So, <laughs> and this is all right. This is the part where it's kind of cool, right? So. What these like Fap Hero uh, videos do is they sort of like they get a, like a lot of um, they make it into a general like HMV, which is like a hentai music video kind of thing. But at the bottom of the screen, there will be a sort of uh, like a rhythm bar. You know, if you played a lot of rhythm games, you might recognize this symbol and such like that. The one, the immediate one that comes to mind is like Crypto the Necrodancer for people who played that. So it's like beats homing in onto this sort of like thing. So it's like, a, you see this graph of rhythm, you know? And the, the idea of it is that you would um, pleasure yourself to the rhythm that is being presented to you. So, you know, you might get like a simple rhythm where it's like, da, 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 da. and then you can see the sort of beats coming towards you in the graph and you're like, okay, I'm just, I'll stroke to this um, rhythm and such like that, right? And it might, you know, hasten the sort of like the rhythm, you know, where it goes into like, you know, double eight speed and stuff like that, you know? And it does, it, it, it's sort of like, and the, the point of it is like, it makes it a game because it's like, you know, you gotta like adhere to the rhythm of Fap Hero. You know, and you got to look at the screen the whole time. You can't be like, all right, I'm going to look at like my baseball cards, you know, to get a little edge on this. No, 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 no. It forces you to watch the, the, I don't know what, like, you know, the MK Ultra kind of like, you know, force feeding you imagery, you know? <laughs> they tape your eyes open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like the Ludovico technique from Clockwork Orange, you know? So imagine you're doing that to yourself on purpose. 
Um, so you got to be looking at the screen and you got like, you know, and because so, like the rhythm bar is kind of like in your periphery vision. You don't have to focus on that too much. And so you have to like watch the content, the hentai, whatever they've manufactured for you. And also adhere to the rhythm of stroking yourself or such to the rhythm presented to you. And where this comes into play with edging is they want you to like not ejaculate or climax until it's over. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, you know, so like... You know, you, you don't up. want the eagles to stop halfway through the chorus. Exactly, exactly. So you're like going along to this and it's like, it's getting like, you know, they're putting like big titties in your face and they're making you stroke faster. And, you know, you just got like, got it last, you know, it's an endurance round. And I think that does circle back into edging because this is the way where you can play solo mode. You know, you don't need a partner to sort of like dictate when you're allowed to... Uh, comfortably climax it's like oh well you know the machine does it for you you know <laughs> so <laughs> that's uh that's fap hero please look it up there are some content creators out there that do it i don't know the names but you know a quick search for you will just find you those results well now we have to get into the <laughs> lemon font exclusive fap hero video like <laughs> that's what i was that thinking coming out? i was thinking like oh, i'll make my next animation but with a rhythm bar to like help uh, dictate it you know yeah i mean you could even do crypt of the necro dancer mm-hmm. specifically yeah, yeah that'd be pretty cool that's a, that's a good game i love that game and uh i bought it mm-hmm. couldn't play it i don't no. know if you know this i'm horrible at rhythm games i can't clap to a beat even um i'm i'm pretty good at rhythm games and i'm a horrible instrument player in real life <laughs> with the lack of rhythm so that's that's where i am at i'm also like tone deaf i just i have no music skill whatsoever yeah it just it takes a bit of like immersion in the sort of feel to be like good at identifying tones like i can't if you play the note for me and said like is this a g note or an a note like i would not be able to know but uh, there are, like, I played a bit of guitar in my life, so I know what sounds good, at least. <laughs> you know? Well, um, I'm excited for the the lemon animation. Fat Hero coming <laughs> this fat uh, hero. this 2027, you know? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, back to edging at its, its core. Um, do, you, do you draw edging, orgasm denial in any of your uh, stuff? I think... I don't know if I've ever had a panel or a, a line where I've drawn where someone says, don't come now. Um, if it ha- if it has, it's probably just evading me, but uh, I wouldn't be opposed to drawing it. I just, um, I guess I just need to do more uh, domination focused uh, characters to sort of like let that be a thing that breathes into my works, you know? Yeah, yeah. I can easily see Dawn from your Shapeshifter series. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's where I definitely put the character, the content there. You know? I can see it just like one of her little minions, like about to, but the Wi-Fi goes out and they're yeah. streaming, and she's like, "No, wait," yeah, <laughs> and she's yeah. on tech support. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make it last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, next up is a pitch, which like. This is the part where usually it comes pretty easy. We spin out of control, pitching some type of like hentai idea off some wacky kink. Mm. But this is pretty, I don't know, I'd say pretty vanilla, but also like a background thing, like just something you throw in to pepper something up. Um, So we got to make an idea that's like edging centric. 
Right. Okay. So I think, you know, the easiest way to approach this is this the um, identification of like delayed gratification. Yeah. You know, like it's just the simple concept of like, all right, we'll make you wait. You know, so like when the immediate idea to me in a hentai would just be like, um, a lot of a lot of like fan servicey anime where, <laughs> when I was a kid, I'd be watching it and I'd be like, oh man. They, they got so close to fucking just now, you know? <laughs> and that's what I would, like, probably go on my foot of what to do. Like, a edging sort of story would be like, you know, hey, we're about to get to the good stuff just any second now, you know? So, to be a little on the nose, I think mm. it's two knights, like, sword fighting. Uh, <laughs> and, okay. like... They're rivals, but they're that kind of like rivals with kind of sexual tension, you know? Right. I, I, Milk, I love what you're doing, trying to marry and, the two concepts, uh, bridge yes. that disambiguation gap, you know? But I think the reason knights can be really thematically like well-placed for this is because there will be like a sense of like the armor getting damaged, the leather straps being cut, but like not all the way. And so you keep showing like the tear of the breastplate, like mm. starting to rip a little bit more. So you're like edging the idea of like they're going to get naked, but they're not there yet. Um, so I think you could really work with that to just build the anticipation. You do something like early on to show that they're not wearing anything underneath, you know, for mm. some reason. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's um, it definitely ties into the concept of like people wanting a comic or a story that's very much a slow burn, you know? And I think all artists out there would love to, would agree on that we would love to do something like that, but, like, it just takes time. <laughs> yeah, know? every artist wants to make an animation of people in armor moving around at different angles for a slow oh, yeah, burn. yeah, 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 definitely. I'd, just, I'd love to just draw that all day. <laughs> just armor. Yeah. Every day, every minute. Mm-hmm. Just paying attention to all the intricate details and how they look at this angle. Ooh, <laughs> I'm I'm salivating right now. I'm dripping my drool onto the microphone, frying it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I had to edit the sparks out. Yeah, there we go. Thank you, Is editor. there anything you would you would add to, to my idea of these two knights going at it eventually to go? They would also go into real edge play, but like thematically getting to that point is very like, edged and then the pun but it w i wouldn't want it to be too on the nose like they wouldn't be like our edges are clashing or anything it's just like it's like there if you little, catch it fun little you know detail, yeah um i tell you what milk i've had i've had the urge because like as an artist who draws comics you have a ton of ideas just in the pot and you wish that you would just like uh cellular mitosis into smaller corners that could all work on this uh, you know, so like you have like a lot of ideas. And one of the ones I keep coming back to was like, and I even had a Patreon poll on it recently about like these uh, dumb ideas I would like to just like do a one-off comic of. And one of them was definitely like uh, a knight comic, you know, people in armor. And the point of it would be like, we wouldn't show an iota of flesh, you know? So I think that would be a very interesting writing challenge for me because I would have to definitely work extra on to forgive the idea of like oh well, there's a sexy babe underneath this night and you know a lot of body language a lot of tone a lot of like actions angles lighting etc would just be doing the heavy lifting where you know 
the absence of titty really like <laughs> um, hurts the sort of uh, presentation. But like, it's a very interesting writing challenge. And I think that it's why some people get into like audio erotica because you are depriving yourself of an aspect of pornography, the visual part of it. And you have to let the imagination do the heavy lifting. So that's where, you know, we sort of meet the bridge on delayed gratification versus imagination and stuff like that, you know? So I guess when people are edging, they are just imagining, we're like, oh man, when this, when this happens, it's gonna like, I'm just gonna explode. I'm just gonna mount Pompeii, everything here, you know? It's like horny tax to get that return. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And God, I wish I got a return on my taxes. That'd be fucking <laughs> great. <laughs> then I'd then I'd probably get into edging. But for now, <laughs> I want I want my DoorDash to get my McDonald's to me right this second. Yesterday. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I feel like there's lots of things you can do to. Let me close my window. This is just for me in the editing department. If this is left in the episode, oh no. There's some strange sounds coming from outside. <laughs> There's a lot of things you can like incorporate to do that storytelling. Like you could do the anime trope of like you see the clothes laying around a, a bath, you know, and some of those clothes indicate proportion and size. If that's like mm. what you're trying to show or just that they're a feminine body you're going for that you could even do like you see the reflection off like an edge lighting of their skin like in this t- this like bath state but never see them mm. um a lot of a lot of interesting things but still yeah a really hard thing to write but i think it'd be um, be pretty cool i don't know if it'd be a a hard thing to write i think it's an easy thing to write but it's a hard thing to get your audience to connect to you know because I could be like, well, I know that there's a sexy person under here and there is like a hot body just waiting to come out of the uh, cauldron. But uh, it is definitely like the sort of like the implications of uh, mise-en-scene that would like help um, establish that. Like I'm coming to think back on to sort of like, you know, like um, with like a lot of um, manga and stuff like that. There's a lot of like uh, abstractions, the sort of like, you know, like, well, we can't show you just how intimidating this person is just laid out. So we're going to like magnify them. We're going to make them like huge compared to this person just to show that like, wow, this person really is intimidating. But like, if you look at the image, literally, it feels like, wow, this person is 10 feet tall. How is that even a thing? You know, so that's where I would approach it, where I'd be like, you know, there'd be like a lot of emphasis on certain aspects to sort of like help uh, sell the concept of eroticas uh, of erotica um, underneath these sort of armor. So that's where I'd like really like to go full ham on it. Could do some environmental storytelling, like hourglasses. <laughs> yeah, there we go. See, you know, you're getting into the mind space now, you know? So the last part, uh, before we get into the miscellaneous of a bite is recommending an artist, uh, which I kind of forgot about when we first like picked this topic. Um, <laughs> maybe because it would just be kind of hard to find an edging specific artist. Yeah. I think you uh, mentioned it, whereas like it's a very vanilla fetish, so like it just it just finds its place in a lot of content naturally. Yes, um, but you know what? Uh, an excuse to to shout at an artist that I at least saw who who did it, who I just stumbled on in Rule Thirty Four, 
and that would be Shin Ride Win. Uh, you can find them as Shin Ride Win on Hentai Factory and then on Twitter. They're just Shin Ride. That's uh, S-H-I-N-R-H-Y-D-W-Y-N. There's links in the show notes. Um, they have a very like cartooned Western style I really like. Mm. Uh, but they did some Mana World stuff that uh, is what popped up in the, the edging or orgasm denial. Uh, how I stumbled upon them. So mm. yeah, go go check them out. It's not exclusively edging content and like literally with that. It's just that's how I found them. And that's how you'll find them now if you're you're not familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh yeah, definitely check them out. We love uh supporting our artists here on the Nympho uh channel. So yeah, definitely go check them out. Yeah, we wouldn't have a podcast without them. <laughs> yeah. Aww. <laughs> Uh, so before we move into our miscellaneous stuff, uh, Lemon, do you have a kink tag to describe how, how you're doing? We didn't do it at the start <laughs> of the show because we got so wrapped up with Mediterranean food. I just, yeah, I was just thinking about that. I was like, oh man, we missed that uh, kink thing, but uh, maybe, you know, milk's on a roll. Don't, don't, yeah. don't stop them. I know how to bring back segments. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. That's the edging for you. You were waiting for that, weren't you? Dirty listener. Exactly. Everyone's like, but how are our hosts doing? I just can't until they tell me what tag they are. <laughs> um, but today, uh, my tag is body odor because I'm probably a bit stinky from all the heat just like cooking me and making me sweat like a dirty pig <laughs> in Phoenix, Arizona. So, yes. you know, body odor, if you're into, what's the word for it? Olf, olfactory, is olfactorphilia? Yeah, yes, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you're into that kind of stuff, that's what I am today. I'm smelly. Big smelly boy. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'll say, uh, as soon as I get back to Sacramento from Arizona, it was just instant relief. <laughs> we had like a cold front and then it like brought back to the 90s so I could kind of get used to it and then now it's back to like 60s, 70s and I'm loving it. Future Milk here and I know this is a bite so it doesn't even need to be done but editing this right now during a Sacramento heat wave sucks. <laughs> I would do anything for 60s again. Man, that sucks. I like I don't know what the temperature is today, but like we're not even at the hottest point of the year yet, and it's bullshit. I hate Phoenix. It's so hot. Truly, truly a melting place. Uh, my tag today, I guess, would have to be tickling. Ooh, because my skin is tickly and itchy because I drank an energy drink, and mm. I think I'm allergic to it. Yeah, yeah, you gotta gotta calm down on the caffeine. Like, I'm, I think I'm gonna go off caffeine now because uh, someone said to me that like it just puts them in a bad mood. And now, what I was talking earlier before the show about like I have a very easy suggestibility to myself. So like I'm thinking to myself, do I get in a bad mood when I have caffeine now? So like I'm just, yeah, yeah, I can see what you mean. I mean, so not uh, that you're ever in a bad mood, but you know. Oh, good, good. That's right. <laughs> Um, so I'm one of those people with attention deficit disorder who falls asleep because of caffeine. Mm. Uh, but, and I've said this on the show some sparsely, I have a sleep disorder that's most likely narcolepsy. So I'm like dependent on energy drinks until I'm like on a regular medication. Right, right, right. And so I, I try to get ones with like the lower caffeine typically, which is hard to find in an energy drink because they're like, that's what you want. It's like, it sure ain't. 
Yeah, can I have um, a chocolate bar without chocolate, please? Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? I found the reason I was allergic. I'm looking at it. Um, it's C4, uh, superhuman performance. It's like the same coloring as some of the C4s I've had before. So I was like, mm. how weird. Um, there's a big message at the top here that says mango foxtrot. And I am allergic to mango. Mango. Uh, Milk, how many things are you allergic to? Have we got the, the time for this in the podcast? I, I don't think we, we have the time because okay. there's like almonds, bees, uh, <laughs> snake venom, mango. Oh, okay, well, 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 snake venom being allergic to that, that's kind of like, you know, oh, I'm allergic to bullets. I mean, like, you know, come on. <laughs> I, I mean, there are people out there that can handle handle their venom. <laughs> I mean, isn't it in the name? Venom is like venomous. <laughs> like, I'm not like going out into the desert just slurping up a rattlesnake being like, ah, oh, man, milk would really enjoy this. <laughs> I don't know. Let me go grab one of those, uh, those uh, scorpions. See how you fare. Maybe maybe you're the exception. I, you know, touch wood, but I haven't been stung by a scorpion yet. I've got my Navy SEALs in the room, always vigilant and watching out for me. But yes. yeah, I mean, well, you know, when I'm, you know, have a severe allergic reaction to venom, I'm just going to eat crow, you know. So. Eat a crow. Is this like a whale's expression I'm not familiar with? <laughs> you don't, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure eat crow is a, a Western concept, right? No. Eat, eat crow no. means like, you know, when you were proven wrong. You know, I've never you, heard this, but I've never been proven wrong. So. Oh, OK. <laughs> I don't know what the definition of defeat is, Connor. <laughs> no, the thing is, is I'm always aware I'm probably wrong, so <laughs> I can't be proven. OK, fair enough. Then, you know. All right. All right. Let, let's wrap this show up. Um, Connor, you want to uh, take us away to the the flavor of yesterday, yesteryear? The... the, the the Today, bit that always gets a new name, even though it's always the same. You know what section it is. It's not a name. It's a vibe. You know? Exactly. <laughs> you just know it's that time of the podcast where we talk about weird stuff that happened on Twitter that you just saw too much of. <laughs> you know? So anyway, today's one is... I don't know if I'm seeing a lot of it anymore, but it came and went. And, you know, it was a thing. But, uh, Milk. That's me. Are you aware of that recent trend called the sad cat dance? The sad cat dance. The sad cat dance. Oh, yes. I yeah. love this trend. Um, it's where they like the there's a character that's begging another character to put on a cat girl outfit. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like a one two. They're dressed in it like it shows them begging. Shows them begging harder, and then it shows them with some type of condition that's like, oh, you'll do it for this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and it's called Sad Cat because of the song, right? Uh, yeah, it's like, I guess the, I don't know if it's called the Sad Cat song, but like, um, I'm trying to look up I the I believe name. that's what it got dubbed as. Yeah, the common, most common song I feel that uses it is a song called Gypsy in My Mind. Um, you know, where like, just like Milk said, the, the basic premise of it is, you know, someone's begging someone to like, you know, please put on the cat ears, you know, and they're like, you know, initially refuse and they prostrate themselves a bit more, you know, where like they, they got their hands down begging and then they're on the floor begging, very traditional 
you know, Japanese sort of like begging etiquette. And then it just gets more absurd where like they're begging, but they're like completely upright, you know, with the head touching the floor, you know. But <laughs> yes. then, and they're sort of like building up in tempo to when it's just like transforms into a loop of our character who's being requested, sort of dressed up in a skimpy little uh, Neko outfit, you know, cat ears, you know, maybe, maybe a bikini or, you know, something of uh, taste. Not necessarily. Sometimes I've seen variants where it hasn't been that. But I'd say bikini and maids are the most important, or yeah, most prevalent. Your, your typical cosplay bait uh, outfits, you know. Um, and then the sort of like, it results in them doing a... Um, a little short little animation loop of them just dancing to gypsies in my mind. Um, Yeah, and uh, we saw a lot of this. Let me see. I got my article pulled up, but like I stuff, but like, yeah, I saw a lot of it. It's it sort of got like its big spread in August 22nd uh, last year. And you see a bit of it here and there, you know, like you might just see it on like YouTube or just in Twitter and be like, oh yeah, that thing. And it's, I don't think it's a quite, it's a meme that doesn't require too much cultural osmosis to get like grasp. You know, you just see like, okay, this is a simple concept. One person wants the other person with cat ears and do the dance. And then they do the dance. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's uh, it doesn't require much like uh, outside knowledge. No. I love that it pushed a lot of people to animate. It's one of those memes that everyone's like, well, I can do a little bit of animation to this because I'm just animating the character dancing to one side and then mirroring that and then all the prep is still images typically yeah yeah so it's definitely um i don't know if we've covered a lot of animation uh templates in the flavor of the month section but like yeah this has definitely been one of those um you know and i think it's the most prevalent because like it's just it's kind of like also not necessarily like overtly sexual it's just it can also be just be cute you know it doesn't have to have any huge sexual connotations to it maybe like putting someone in a bikini and making them do a dance is kind of like i don't know i feel like a you know maybe a risque nickelodeon joke in the 90s you know <laughs> like yeah it's kind of like it's kind of like acceptable like you know if some if your boss sees you on your phone and you're looking at that you're not gonna lose your job you're gonna get a weird look a word but not like well we gotta let you go this this sad cat song really did just burn a bridge here <laughs> The artist Kalubird, uh, which I'll have linked in the show notes, did one of this like mushroomy elf girl uh, with the keyhole cat window uh, lingerie. Do one. It's just got such good animation on like the the plush paws Mm. uh, just bouncing up and down. Uh, So that's one of my favorites. I had it bookmarked in my like regular Twitter. That's how I was able to pull this up just out of a whim. Yeah, it's a fun little thing. It's a, you know, I like I like the song um, Gypsies in My Mind. That's kind of like, it was a fun little banger during the 90s. So, you know, fun to see that kind of get like a weird resurgence in this weird TikTok culture where they grab songs from everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we know who the first artist to do it was? Uh, so I'm looking at the origin of it. And apparently, so here's the origin. Ver- read, read verbatim from knowyourmeme.com. On January 16th, 2021, the video game creator Benedict uploaded a video of a dancing game they created called Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man Dance Game to YouTube, which features the character Kobeni dancing in a da- Dance Dance Revolution clone while crying sadly. If you are familiar with Chainsaw Man, this is kind of like a very funny moment in the series. 
Um, the video game of the game accumulated over 3 million views over one year, fueled primarily by fans of the manga who were happy with a pivotal moment being shown in this format. And then, on November 18th, 2021, inspired by the Anchor Zone, so if <laughs> that, that would have been a, maybe a bit more interesting one, that uh, certain animation that made the rounds, if everyone's familiar with it, you know, you'll know the song, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So inspired by Anchor Zone, the creator of Ha Anime uploaded a video titled No, Not Kobeni Dance, But Let's Make Her Dance, uh, featuring the character dancing in cat ears with a movement behind the spaces behind the sad cat meme. The Not Kobeni Dance video quickly racked up 6 million views in 10 months. Good for them. And then when it became the biggest popular was August 22nd, like the date I mentioned earlier. The artist Dokun27 finished the groundwork of the meme, which in his version... Which is the song Gypsy in My Mind is used for the dancing segment, where a female character reluctantly takes dance to the cat ears after being begged to. Dokun's dance received over 122,000 likes on Twitter in two weeks and inspired the redraw trend to continue. And after that is just, you know, various permutations of that dance. So good shout out to Ha Benedict at Ha Anime and Dokun27 for bringing this cute little moment into our life. I rate this meme a solid 8 out of 10. Uh, something interesting is this meme was making the rounds in kind of the lewd art community at the same time both the lewd art and less lewd art community was doing the breakdance cat dance meme uh, where it's like yeah, I love one character one. watching a chibi of another Mm-hmm. I love that. That that one's my favorite one because the first one I saw of it was like there's a Sims character reacting to the dancing cat uh going wild. Uh that was great. Uh that, that was one's very that fun was one. Yeah, just a fun little thing. And I've seen some very clever um you know uh, permutations of that uh, dance meme. So yeah. Yeah. September 2022. Uh lots of animated memes going around. Uh and then we're we're just getting more. I I love seeing the like just little animations from from these artists. You know, yeah, they, it's a nice gateway point to get people into animation by doing a sort of like a template one that would uh, help boost engagement and you know it gives that positive dopamine um, hit. <laughs> you know, yeah. Okay, are mm. we ready? We are ready for the Rule Thirty Four game. The Rule Thirty Four game. Every Bites has one. <laughs> <laughs> you go to a bar, you ask behind the counter, what do you got for the Rule 34 game? They're going to have their own version, so. Truly. This yeah. episode, a little different. You know what? This is the only Bites that's just me and you. Mm. Uh, and this is the first time I think we had a Bites back-to-back. I could be entirely wrong. Um, but we had to change it. I, I didn't want to just do our our kind of go to like pull of like this versus that. Okay. Mm. But also I'm completely wrong. We did four bites in a row when we first started doing bites. I don't even know my own shit. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I was like, okay, well they're spreading misinformation, but they're go, they're, they're, not, they're sounding confident about it. So I'm going to believe them. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just gaslit you just yeah, to believe. I, that's my suggestibility at play there. And I was like, Oh wow. Well, yeah. They, I might've been wrong myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I fact-checked myself. So, this one's a little bit different. This is a (laughs) call-to-arms Rule 34 game. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, this time, we're going to see how much we can influence Rule34.xxx. And there's two ways to go about this. If you're just anyone, 
uh, you can go on and pick our selected character and hit the I came button and that will boost them up in the ranks. Awesome. Mm-hmm. If you're an artist, you can go a step further and make some content of said character. I wanted to do a pretty niche character, but uh, something both uh, Lemon and I are like a fan of the design and we've kind of mentioned before. So the call to arms, get that that come score up, get the art profile up. It's Pepper Cat. Just splatter her. <laughs> yeah, splatter her. Pepper Cat from Metabots or Metarot um, is what you'll probably find it under. Pepper Cat is underrated at only 110 images. Granted, it's a lot to draw. You've got the robotic face. You've got the fingers that can be really easy to mess up because they're uh, like electrical prongs. Um, but I believe in y'all. Just draw some loot up. Yeah, don't let that stop you. Is it outside your comfort zone? Well, good thing, because now we're getting you out of it. You know what? We need more Pepper Cat. There is only three pages and... I'm seeing the most vanilla of tags associated with Pepper Cat. You know, uh, she's already a robot. Uh, she's already got some made like motif that you could play off of. Mm. Go ham, you know, go exactly. ham. <laughs> and, you know, if you're like, oh, Milk, Connor, I'm 21 years old. I don't know what Metabots is. And I'm like, that sounds like a you problem. And you need to go on Amazon Prime right now. You can watch the show for free. If you have a Prime subscription, it's probably not even that hard to find on YouTube or any torrent site if you just want to do it. Not that we condone piracy on an infomercial, but we just saying we'll look the other way if you did. Um, <laughs> but like, no, get on there. Watch Metabots. It's a great show. Honestly, if the planets did align and we got metabots before pokemon this would have been a very different universe we'd be living in right now one probably a cooler one let me just say Ooh, big words <laughs> big words but i'm just i'm that passionate about this project and i feel that that should be a representative of you you know definitely go out there um metabots is a great show it is uh featured the animation talent of hiroyuki imaishi uh who would go on to work with trigger projects you might recognize him in his work as sort of Gurren Lagann, uh, Pantheon Stalking. Uh, I have their book right on somewhere around here. They were in Promare, yeah. Um, great show. It's it's also a really good mecha show because it's very much like the middle of the road between Gundam and Pokemon, you know? Yeah, collectible robots that can trade parts. Collectible robots. The main character, Metabee, was hilarious. You know, it's a great show. Watch it today. You know, good for, good for the whole family, you know, but don't tell them what you're going to do to the pepper cat. Yeah. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Just lock your door after watching this with your folks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, you know, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, but but yeah. yeah, so so much opportunity to do all sorts of various slash D things to pepper cat. Yeah, do whatever you want. Put in a diaper. Do do robots <laughs> defecate while they do <laughs> nuts and bolts going out. Yeah, uh, do expansion. Do limb trades. You know, all sorts of things. Do pimpification. We just reviewed a a robot hentai. Uh, we just reviewed a robot hentai. Not too long ago. I'm sure that pent up ideas in you. Pepper Cat's here to relieve. <laughs> exactly. And is she overage? She is a robot. <laughs> you know, we don't. Yes, we, this, truly. It is a different moral quandary there. Um, yeah, she, 
She has an, an aged AI that can process everything. She can consent like no other can. She can she can yeah. consent beyond our capabilities of consent processing in 4D consent chess. Exactly. The AI invasion is here and get on that boat while it's still at the shore. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to report in next episode uh, with pepper cat numbers and you know what we're just hoping it's above the uh, 110 as far as content goes i know i'm going to submit something so get in strike why the plug is hot exactly we can get that number to at least 200 you know to the moon that's all i say <laughs> yeah yeah all right um yeah so a little different of a rule 34 game but but we believe in you uh, nymphs you you got this we believe in you and you should believe in us who believe in you. Yes. And as far as that goes, good luck in your pepper cat endeavors. Exactly. Way to go. <laughs> I got it. Another awesome. episode in the bucket. <laughs> Done. Make your masturbation session a rhythm game.